Well, welcome back to Destinations. I am Deborah Howell. I am on the line right now with Caitlin Elizabeth Weaver. I am so excited to begin our interview here on Destinations because Caitlin has been all over the world as an ice dancer. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell me how the last name of your partner, Andrew, is it Pohe? Pohe. So you've been all over the world together. Uh, You became a Canadian citizen, actually, moved to Canada so that you could dance with him and you could compete together at the Olympics. That is correct. It's been a it's been a dream come true, really. I can't even imagine what goes into becoming an Olympian. I think that I can imagine it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was my life my life's mission, and ultimately, I wanted to be the best figure skater in the world, and that led the two of us to Olympics, which is such an honor. It's the greatest honor as an athlete. But at the end of the day, I I was so privileged to be able to do what I love to do. And that took me all around the world. And I'm so grateful. Not many people can say that they live their childhood dream. And that is something I say with such confidence. And it's it's an honor. Well, your dream almost got sidetracked in 2013. You're in a training session and you fractured your left fibula. Tell me about that story. It was, it started out as any uh, training day and Andrew and I are tall and strong. And so we travel very fast on the ice and I slipped and uh, ran feet first into the boards. And unlike speed skating, we have hard boards. They're not soft and padded. And so that led to a fracture in my left ankle and I had surgery shortly thereafter, which is not the ideal pre-Olympic season. Uh, No. But saying that, it provided the absolute best moment of my career. And that was coming back to compete at the World Championships two months later in Canada. And um, it's nice to do something that people think is impossible. And (laughs) Andrew was by my side and I was driven to get there. And so it really was a magical moment that I had imagined that turned into reality before my very eyes. It was a blessing in disguise, if you will. Talk about determination. Your doctor said the season was over and you got back on your feet and you got out there. And then the reception you got when you entered the ice rink. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, skating in Canada is magical no matter where you come from. But representing Canada in Canada is a true gift. And the audience was very knowledgeable of the story coming back to competition. And at our very first practice session, it was a Monday. So our our competition is Friday, Saturday, and we were there early. And we got on the ice on Monday at 10 p.m. And there wasn't a competitor in sight. But we were there to get a little extra practice in in the home arena. And people stayed and they stood on their feet when Andrew and I took the ice. And it was, that's Canada. That is, <laughs> that's the type of support that we've been so honored to have. And um, I think without that, the moment wouldn't have been as magical. It was a two-way street. Incredible. And of course, you also have a bronze for the world championships and so many other medals. But we could talk yes. about Canada and skating all day. And I think maybe yes. I'll call you back and we'll just do that. But today, sure. <laughs> but today sure. you're going to take us somewhere else. Where are you going to take us today? One of my favorite places in the whole world is Barcelona, Spain. Mm. And that is a place I've had the pleasure of visiting twice in my competitive career. And twice has it left such an impact on me that I could leave everything now and move there for a year and never look back. It (laughs) it was magical. They have ice rinks and ice arenas in a big kind of way in Barcelona or no? Um, A few. For the competition that I was there for, they transformed a commercial space. It was just 
just a big building into an ice rink. So it's a little bit unusual. It is, but I wouldn't need much ice there. (laughs) It's such a magical place. It has an incredible balance of art and culture and beauty. And the Spanish people are, are really beautiful people. And I enjoyed my time there so thoroughly. So tell me what you do. What's a perfect day in Barcelona? Or do you have to say Barcelona? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Um, I hear that's the way to say it. But for me, gosh, there's so many options. I have to say that my perfect day would absolutely start with uh, La Sagrada Familia, which is a church in the center of Barcelona that I wish I had the, the specs before me, but it started being built hundreds of years ago. And it's continued to this day. They're continuing to build it to this day based on donations. Oh, wow. So through the years, the face of Barcelona, the face of Europe has changed and so has the face of this structure. You can see so much history with what has been started and then the future and what's to come. And I I walk into this church and whether you're religious or spiritual or not at all, it feels like you are one with the universe. Mm. And it just feels heavenly. And no matter what your definition of that is, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's built in a way to respect nature. It's built in a way to feel connected to the world in um, the purest form. And um, it's left a huge impression on me. Incredible. So you start there and then perhaps you set out on yes. foot to a favorite cafe or what would you do next? Yeah. So nearby the Sagrada, there's so many cafes, uh, have, a, have a coffee, but I have to say that I would stop for lunch and get pizza, which is interesting <laughs> because I have been to Italy too. And my favorite pizza is uh, just on the corner of, of Barcelona. Oh, I'm sorry, of the Sagrada Familia on the corner of the street and they have the best pizza and sangria. So that would be a great lunch for me, followed by a siesta because that's the Spanish way. Oh, yeah. If it's a day to remember, I think it's a long one and I would have to stop after that for a nap. <laughs> it's honestly, it's interesting. It's the way that they do it. They close the shops, they close everything to have a break. And I think what a nice way to live where you value lifestyle as well as work. Yeah. Rest and, and rejuvenation um, and, and a little bit of quiet time. Yeah. Family time, quiet time, whatever you do, it's personal time. And I, I think think that um, Westerners have a little something to learn from the Spanish people. So then I think there's so many options after that with going down to the beach. Uh, I, I love the, the architecture by the beach. There's the museum. Gaudi has left such an impression on the city itself with his architecture and design. And he's a magnificent artist. And so either, depending on the mood of the day, I'm a spontaneous person mm-hmm. um, visiting a museum or heading down to the beach to um, catch a little bit of the ocean. You could always wear and your suit, your bathing suit under, you know, your museum outfit. Do you have to have skirts below the knees to get into some of the churches? Um I was there in December and I most likely was wearing jeans, so I don't know for sure. Okay, okay. I do believe the Spanish people are quite laid back, so I wouldn't say that it would have to be a specific requirement. Okay, sounds good. I remember being in in, uh, Italy once and um, I was wearing shorts and, you know, there were long shorts, but they didn't cover my knees, so I had to wrap Mm -hmm. a sweater around my knees in order to get in. That's (laughs) resourceful. Thank you. And if there's any one thing to be while traveling, it's resourceful and flexible and resilient the best traveler and respectful of the customs where you're going absolutely i guess that should be number one yeah so then i guess moving on from there i don't believe it would be any kind of night in barcelona without 
enjoying a bit of the nightlife. Absolutely. Um, Here we go. Yeah. I mean, I've been to quite a few places, but anywhere you go, it's such a celebration of life there. Everybody has a joie de vivre and whether it's sangria or mojito or Mm -hmm. however you want to indulge in or or even no alcoholic beverage at all. There's live music, there's dancing into the morning hours. And um, that is one of my absolute favorite things to do. And and that's one of my favorite places to do it at. Is there a type of music you love most in Barcelona? Oh, Latin. Latin music. Absolutely. I am quick to start dancing to a bachata or salsa or cha-cha. Um, <laughs> and there, the Latin music is so embedded in the culture that it's hard to miss. And so I, I absolutely love going out dancing. Well, wasn't one of your ice routines a tango? Yes. So tango um, was a little bit more serious, but we have also competed cha-cha, mambo, rumba, you named the rhythm, we've done it, and that was one of our very favorite programs was in the Latin category, the more um, celebratory Latin category rather than the dramatic tango. But yes, it's a celebration of life, and I think one of my mantras is to celebrate every day, and uh, Barcelona is one of my favorite places to do just that. I love that, but you are a ringer if you go into a club and they play a tango. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, You know what? That is yet to be an experience of mine. Really? But- on my bucket list, I would love to go to Buenos Aires. And I think that's where that could happen. So I will keep that on my list. Let the universe make it happen. <laughs> I am open to it. <laughs> Barcelona. I mean, just saying it engenders spice and culture. And it's such a gumbo of goodness. Yes. I feel there. Um, there's such an encouragement to be free. And I think that that inspires such a wonderful mix of people so rich in culture. And even Barcelona um, geographically inspires a lot of culture, being on the Mediterranean and being a hub for people from all around the world. And that mixed with the ability to feel free to be you creates a very dynamic atmosphere. And what a beautiful way to live, in my opinion. And as a traveler on a budget, could you do okay in Barcelona? I, I do believe so. Spain itself is very affordable. I'm currently in Manhattan and I can tell you it's definitely not the same here. So I, Spain, I think, is a wonderful gem for people that are looking for a rich cultural experience, um, a very accepting, lovely people and um, a wonderful I guess rich would be a good word to use. It's not pretentious in any way, but it's so valuable. You got to love a place where there's dancing on the streets, where people gather to watch that, and then they go out for little plates of food, the tapas. Tell us about your favorite tapas. Phew, that's a tough one, but I I do have a funny story. Um, My partner, Andrew, um, is quite adventurous in food, and he loves the culinary arts. And so when we went, he wanted to try a little bit of everything. And one of the tapas that we had that he enjoyed, I will say, was brains. Yeah. And they were black. And it was something that at that point I wasn't willing to go out on the limb for, um, but he <laughs> loved it. And so I think there's a lot to love and a lot to experiment with, uh, with tapas. Yeah, you really don't know because, you know, it's up to the chef what the tapas is in many cases. Right. And that's one thing that he loves to do as well. Um, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to eating um, new things, but he'll say, "Tell me what's good," and we'll do that all around the world. And he's up for adventure in that way. And I think in Spain, that's very common. In Europe, that's also very common for them to say, here's the special for today. And that's the choice. Yeah, take it uh, or leave it. (laughs) Yeah, we've done that in Finland as well. And and it's hardly ever a mistake to trust 
the chef. It's so true because they're going to use the locally sourced fresh ingredients of the day. How can you go wrong? Right. And, and what an incredible experience and culture itself is through food. Although no, I might too. be I might be with you on the black brains. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Speaking now, maybe it's something I would try. At that time, I, I wasn't too adventurous. <laughs> but you never know. Well, Caitlin, you would be an incredible ambassador for any country on earth. And I want to thank you so much for being our little ambassador to Barcelona <laughs> today. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really so suggest it for anyone and everyone. It's such a beautiful experience. And I would love for people to, to share in that too. Well, Godspeed to you, Caitlin. Thank you. It's not every day I get to speak to an Olympian. And I'm very, very honored to have you on our show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so, so much. I will speak to you soon. I look forward to it. Sounds good, Caitlin. Thanks. <laughs>